Blog Talk Radio. This show is brought to you by CoventryCreations.com. Enrique, Usher, the dirty girls all around the world. Here we go!
It is May the 15th, 2012. It is 4 o'clock in the afternoon here on the East Coast. Actually, it's 4.04 p.m. on the East Coast. It is 1.04 p.m. on the West Coast and every single hour in between. Today, we are going to be doing more of my four-part interview with Jackie Smith about her book, Coventry Magic. Um, it is a wonderful, wonderful book. I recommend that everybody go to right now to our sponsor's website, www.coventrycreations.com, and order you a copy of the book. If you do order it from uh, from uh, Jackie, she will sign um, the book for you. So that is something to be happy about. Um Jackie, what's going on with you? Oh, always too much to do and not enough time to do it in. I know. So why do you think that I'm not okay? Hmm? Why do you think I'm not okay? I'm here on the pole with Dirty Dancer. (laughs) I may not be a dirty dancer, but sometimes I can be a dirty player. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody to reach Jackie off the air, of course, go to www.coventrycreations.com. To reach me off of the air, go to www. Uh, PsychicFriendsNow.com And also you can fan us up Like us up Whatever you do over on Facebook It's Keeping It Magic And follow us on Twitter At at Keep It uh, Magic um, This is going to be a great show Jackie and I have some dirty laundry to cover first uh, so There's going to be some astrological stuff That is going to be coming up this week Is that the laundry we wore While we were dirty dancing? Yeah, it's the same laundry, the the pole, you know, (laughs) the pole outfit. (laughs) I just love that song, though. I even put on my um, uh, uh, Mayazero, which is the name of Enrique Iglesias' cologne for the show. (laughs) It makes me feel close to him. I don't know why. You have a little crush? Oh, please. I mean, that man is fine. You're a little obsessed. I'm a little obsessed with Enrique Iglesias. Yeah. I just wanted to push Usher right out of the song. <laughs> <laughs> just Enrique and me. And if you've seen the video, the video is pretty interesting because um, Usher and Enrique are um, um, watching online pornography. That's hilarious. Um, Obviously not the same pornography. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that they're both straight. So they may have been watching the same pornography. I thought Enrique Iglesias was gay. No, he's like involved with Anna Cornacovia for a hundred years. Okay, which, who's who's the one that is gay? Ricky Martin. Oh, okay. See, he I wants love Enrique yeah, this Iglesias. Is what I love, this is what I love about doing this show with you is that we are we have a lot of similar things. We have a lot of similar um, ways of doing stuff, talking about stuff, but yet we are so very different. Yeah. Because I spend my time like, you know, my husband will will get different BBC sci-fi shows and we'll watch those together. And, um, you know, I watch um, Big Bang Theory and and you watch videos. I think that's hilarious. I mean, that's when I do watch TV, although we we both are similar in that we don't watch a lot of TV. Yeah. Well, the shows that I like are a lot different. I don't like comedies so much. I love Revenge. I I, ABC's Revenge, I just love it. I'm a, I'm obsessed, addicted to it. I want to be Emily Thorne. Um. <laughs> I have not seen it. 
But I do love. Um, but this is you got You probably watch the the main broadcast stations. I watch all of, like the TNT and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I've been watching a lot of Lost Girl and um, and Eureka and I guess that's not TNT. That's um, the Sci-Fi Station. You know what's coming on this summer that I can't wait? What? Why? Dallas. The next generation. I saw when I went. I went and watched Dark Shadows this weekend. I went to the movies, which is bizarre because I've gone to the movies twice this month. Mm-hmm. Which the last time I went to the movies was like six months ago, and the time before that was like four years ago. So, so it's like they're getting closer and closer together. Um, but I saw that, and they have um, Patrick Duffy and um, I want to say J.R. Ewing, which is not Larry Hackman. <laughs> thank you very much. And they're on there, and it's like, we thought this generation, there was hope for this generation, that you wouldn't repeat our mistakes. I was laughing so hard. I went, oh, this is almost better than the Dark Shadows camp that I'm about to see. <laughs> it was great. I was like, oh, the drama. It's going to be so good. I cannot wait for it. So uh, that's what I kind of uh, focus my little TV attention on. I really want junk TV. Um, the reason being is that I'm so serious and everything else. I just, If I'm going to watch it, I want to watch junk. Yes. Yes. But my version of junk is different than your version. Of yeah, junk. I like mob wives. It's just those women are so vicious and they beat each other up, and uh, it's just amazing. I just love it. <laughs> I do love. But see, this is what I love. I love Storage Wars. And what the hell is that? Storage Wars is awesome, and they have a new one, and I can't remember the name of it. Which is where people. Um, well, Storage Wars is where. Um, is in California. They have these four different people that they focus on this this program, and they go to storage yards, storage units, and if somebody doesn't pay for their storage over a certain amount of time, they just auction the storage unit off. Uh-huh. And um, and then you you they open up the door for the storage unit. You can look, but you can't go in there. You can just look and see what's in there, and then the bidding begins, and then it's an auction. So um, I just I there's always something good to find. There's like it's like it's like treasure hunting. I love it. Just and, a little too mundane for me. Oh no, it it cracks me up. The things they find is it just cracks me up. I'm fascinated by it. And then they have a new one where they auction off um, luggage that had either been that the unclean luggage or luggage that had been lost and and that the customer had already been reimbursed for. Um, so it's another one. So I just love looking at people's dirty laundry. I am I am a psychic voyeur. And, uh, we like need our own I reality show Agoraphobic and the psychic voyeur Wouldn't that be a hilarious reality show The psychic voyeur And yeah. they tell everybody Oh and it was like It's like a reading show Where they're laying all your dirty laundry bah, 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 as, Which is a lovely segue Out for the public to see And um, that would be awesome That would be an awesome show Let's pitch it yeah, we should. We should. There's a couple of astrological things that are happening this week. Uh, today, Venus goes retrograde. It and will that be means... retrograde until the 28th of June. Um, Venus, you have to look at what Venus is. Venus is a relationship. She's our um, uh, our ability to go out and connect uh, with other people in a, a meaningful or a non-meaningful way. Wait, wait pause. I, I'm having a flashback to a conversation we had in 2011 about Venus retrograde. Mm-hmm. So this is our second rodeo on Keep It Magic talking about Venus re- retrograde, right? Yeah. So what what sign was it in last time? I don't remember. Okay, what sign is it in this time? Gemini. So what does that mean? Um, 
Gemini has to do with thoughts, ideas, concepts, words, communication, um, our ability to make sense of random bits and pull them together um, in a cohesive form in order to understand them. Um, and with it being retrograde, how does uh, it affect that? Well, Venus, because of the fact that it's communication that um, is the signs that she's in, relationships themselves. Um, are going to go through a bit of havoc over the period of the next um, uh, six weeks. And it's more of a period of reflection in regards to what do you, uh, uh, you know, where is the status of your relationship at the moment? Um, How can you make the relationship better? Is it time to end the relationship? Is it time to cut off your particular connections um, uh, to the past? Things of that nature. So... So if I'm saying, you know, we did not do a preemptive conversation on this, so this means I'm learning. Yeah. So with Gemini being communication, being able to form cohesive thoughts, putting, hearing different pieces of information, putting together in an assumed, um, so maybe Gemini does a little assuming. Yeah. Um, an, an assumed um, thought process, assumed, assumed um, results, or give me another word for it. Anyway, um with Venus being in retrograde on that, and this is not just your romantic relationships. This is like work relationships, relationships with your kid, your family. Is it all of them or just love? Um, It's all of them because uh, Venus also rules the seventh house, which is the house of partnership. Okay, so any relationship you have, and that might be with your neighbor, that might be, so so a relationship to me, and, and and if you don't feel this works astrologically, but to me, a relationship is any interaction you have with someone. I disagree. Okay. Um, I think that that's an acquaintance. Okay. In many cases. Um, I think that there has to be a bona fide sharing. Like you and I have a relationship. So where Mercury would deal with those acquaintances. Those interactions. Uh, with Mercury, it's it's uh, everything, yeah, because it's just generalized communication. Mm-hmm. Venus has to do with uh, with our relationships and what it is that we value in them. So it could affect, say, our relationship because mm-hmm. we have we've known each other and, and interact and stuff. But, yeah. But the gal who's serving me um, my Rudy Tutti Fresh and Fruity at IHOP, it's yeah. not necessarily gonna. Gonna affect that. I don't know where that came it's from. Not gonna, it's not gonna affect. Uh, it's, it's not gonna affect the uh, you know those types of relationships. Okay. Um, so so she's gonna get my order right. I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So so with it being about communication, so so what I would say the first piece of advice is don't take anything personally and think twice before you respond emotionally. Yeah, I agree. What else? What is our other advice? Um, my other advice to it is that with any form of a retrograde, people from the past may um, attempt to either reopen up those doors or um, uh, try to come back into your life. Or you might reminisce about people yeah. from your past and wonder if, if you can reconcile. Yeah. Is it's kind, there is a very six of cups type of feeling. If if anybody has uh, reads the tarot or knows the tarot in any way, the six of cups is this very nostalgic um, type of card. My suggestion to people if they have old um, relationships or old boyfriends coming in or whatever, to really take a look at why you broke up with them. Well, sometimes it's it's you know what I what came to mind is not old relationships because I've been with my husband for seventeen years. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's an old relationship, they're probably dead. But or in jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say that. I did have a few few boys I dated. But anyway, um, 
for um, old relationships. I go to old friendships. Like mm-hmm. like you can get a little nostalgic around. Oh, why why did Susie and I get into that fight? I don't even remember what that fight was about. Don't focus on your friendships. It's not an eleventh. It's not an Aquarius. It's not an Aquarius. Um, so this is this is not necessarily about friendships. This is about love relationships. It's and partnerships. And partnerships. Like you and I are partners. But I don't. But it's not like um, my employees. No. But Patty and I could really go yeah. at it, especially since we we just got our um, contract for do it yourself, do it yourself with yeah. wisdom. So we need to make sure that when we sit down, we smoke a J. And no, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> when we sit down, to write, <laughs> or some sage. Or Can something. you tell how old I am? Because yeah. I said it like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what those youngsters use for those terms. Mary Jane, honey. <laughs> Is that still? It's Mary Jane and Mary. I think that um, uh, do you, if you ask somebody if they know Mary, that's the code for do you do um, ecstasy? Really? Because um, what I remember, um, what I've been hearing lately is 420. Well, that's pot. You know, that's just uh, the whole Oh well, yeah, that's uh, what I was talking about. I wasn't talking about anything movement. else. You know. Anyway. Could um, you imagine how productive the last hour of most people's workplaces are? Because <laughs> they're listening to us on the radio? They're listening to us on the radio. It's almost 420 now. It's 417. Uh, you, know, oh. they, they, you know, they light up their blunt <laughs> yeah. Yeah. in the bathroom and then try to go and finish working for the day. It just sounds like I, to me. I think the legalization we'll see in our lifetime. Ugh. You don't agree with that? I do agree with that. I don't necessarily like it. Well, just like anything, you can't go have a drink at 420. You yeah. Know, it's part of the, I mean, if I if I saw my staff members go out to the parking lot, which happens to be right outside my window. <laughs> I have that Capricorn moon jacket. I do not want to see National Pot Day on April the 20th. And you know it will end up, ha- no, no, I can't, no, no. My Capricorn moon says no. <laughs> Well, you are not only your Capricorn moon. No. My Leo don't like it either. <laughs> it's not glamorous. It's so, uh, uh, yeah, I don't find anything glamorous about marijuana, really. Because, and, and I will tell you why. The one time that I smoked it, it made me want to crawl underneath the bed with a pizza. How unglamorous is that? Because there's dust bunnies under there. And, um, you, you know, I would have to go under there, you know, with the little vacuum, that, that little vacuum sucker thing. And right, the first time you got drunk, but, but the first time you got drunk, drunk what happened? You just puke all over the place? Um, I'm trying to think. The first time I got drunk. Um, yeah, I was so drunk I came home and was and I had like a half a bottle of tequila and I just opened the window jockey in the room and just hung my head out there and was like, oh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just hung my head out the window, you know. <laughs> oh, that's pathetic. Well, what did you do prior to that? Did you act an ass? Um, no, liquor makes me kind of giddy. Okay. All kinds of liquor makes me giddy. I don't, I don't turn into one of those like violent drunks. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I just, I don't have a, I don't have a judgment on on either one. I just know that um, it does not make sense for me. Yeah. That's all I know about that. It just doesn't make sense for me. So, um, and and, uh, uh, you know, karmically, it just kicks my ass every time. But, um, but I'm not, you know, I don't. Other people, it's their, it's their routine. Whatever they got yeah. Well, I don't judge other people for doing it. It's just not me, and I don't want to see it as a national holiday. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, like, I, I don't want to see National Budweiser Day either. I don't want to see... Um, That's true. Can you imagine the brands? Yeah, kid, yeah, the, the the brands of weed once it's legalized that will come. It'll, it'll be it'll be great. Marlboro will be selling weed. It'll be crazy. That would be the Marlboro man would be a little different. He wouldn't be riding his horse checking the fence. He would be riding it backwards with a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and the bag, you know, on his side will be a bag of Ruffles potato chips. <laughs> with dip on the other side because yeah. you, know, you always got to have dip, but it won't be regular dip. It'll be like some processed cheese food. Oh my God! You know cheese. Whiz and all the oh good I gotta stop. Okay, um, all right. So back to Venus retrograde. What is your advice? Um, this is about partnerships. Not really go inwards and take a look at your partnerships uh, in a significant way. If you start to see Venus being problematic, she also likes to create relationships where there's probably no business with relationships. So I wouldn't get involved in any new relationships during this period. If somebody comes to you with the biggest um, uh, uh, business deal under the sun just say no oh or not right now so maybe the contract coming today is a bad thing um but it was in process for a while it was in i'm not worried about that contract okay now if somebody was to call you on friday and say hi jackie um it is um uh you know big huge gigantic celebrity and i want to do my candle line i would really question whether or not you want to do it or if you got a call from qvc you've already been through that mess oh yeah um but uh, but at the same time customers that i've already worked with that want to re-engage in something you do have a partnership with them yeah yeah well, and to me, that's that's not necessarily a partnership. That is um, being a vendor. Yeah. Um, so that's a whole other whole other thing. But um, uh, so so with your partnerships, pay attention. Yeah, pay attention. What I'm hearing is that pay attention and um, don't try and just phone it in and say, okay, what's what's going on here? What what do I need to pay? What do I need to hear? What are you trying to say to me? And not to again, not take it personally. Yeah, don't take anything personally. Try not to take anything personally. Um, then, of course, on Saturday we have the eclipse, which... Um, i got plans uh, on Saturday. You do this to me all the time. What's going on? Well, we did a whole show on it, so people can go into our eclipse show and listen to... Okay, it, it is a few shows back. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. Just go listen to that show because we did a whole hour and a half on it. Um, and I don't like repeating myself. Okay, um, well, give me the give me the high level. The high level? Yeah. With an eclipse, it's always the low level. <laughs> um, an eclipse in Gemini basically has to do with uh, with knowledge and what it is that we know. Um, it there can be problems with siblings that come out with a, with a Gemini eclipse. Um, I would also watch communication in general. Try not to engage in gossip um, uh, uh, because you can find yourself in a world of hurt. Specifically um, on Saturday. For 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 a fortnight, which is two weeks, I wouldn't do anything. Uh, in fact, for the whole month, just avoid gossip. You know, just tape your mouth with duct tape, um, and uh, because it, it has the tendency to come back and bite you in the butt. Ah, yep. It, well, you know what? Anytime you gossip, yeah, and that's something that you and I talk about quite a bit. That we both, I mean, we both have a lot of fodder for yeah. gossiping in our lives, and. And I'm not saying that to to be threatening or anything like that. It's just we learn about each other as we move through each other's lives. Yeah. And so we we learn about things, and and people forget that sometimes you learn things in confidence, but you just can't wait to share it. 
Yeah. So if you're going to share it, make sure you leave the name and location of the guilty out of what you're sharing. Yeah. The other thing that I attempt to do is if I need to discuss something that's bothering me and it does involve other people, I always try to make sure that I'm relating it in some way to how it is that I feel or um, what, what is going on with me. Because, you know, there's going to be points where you have to call up to a friend or somebody and say, you know what, this is really bothering me and upsetting me. And um, uh, and I need your counsel. I don't necessarily think of that as gossip as long as you're relating the particular experience back to yourself. Now, if you call up and say, you know, Mary Lou, she just ticked me off, and, uh, you know, she's running around, and she's having an affair with well, my best friend's husband. But I still think that even when relating it to yourself, you can take it too far. You can then start to... Um, well, that's when you need a safe container that, like, uh, in, that can revert that back, mm-hmm. in a way, back to the personal. I think that that's very, very, very important. Right. Right. And, and that's... Um, that's that's a good way to look at it is when it becomes when it's personal about you you're looking for advice and conversation and sorting it out but when it becomes personal about the other person that's when it becomes gossip the biggest thing that i have learned about um over overextended gossip Jackie and people that overly extend the gossip uh-huh Girl, now I gotta get my ele- my elegant gay fingers working here. Um, <laughs> girl, I gotta talk with my hands on this one. Girl, now you know if they tell you that gossip, they talk, they gossip about you too. Um, it is a good sign just basically to amputate those particular type of people out of your life because it becomes like a plague. No, so. ha- did I talk about um, uh, did I talk about how I was the victim of that recently? No, I've been on the air. No. Um, the girl who was cleaning my house. Oh God, that that that. Oh yeah, go ahead. And and uh, she was cleaning my house, and all of a sudden she stopped and she said she she was having some weird reaction in her hands to whatever she was using to clean, and I'm like, oh well, you know, take care of yourself and blah blah blah. And the next thing I know, I hear that she's been talking about myself and my husband and our house, and and really, you know, telling tales a out of school and b you're my housekeeper. Is there's isn't there like a law? Isn't there like no. a housekeeper code of of secrecy? Yeah. But but the but what it was is is that it was um I think it was exasperate. I think she was trying to make a point uh-huh. when she was talking to somebody, and then what she did is she just went too far. Yeah. And and then she didn't stop. Then to to for for some reason to kind of almost vindicate herself and make her feel good about accidentally telling a tale out of school, she started telling other people. And, and you know how you do you remember, you know how you do that? It's like, oh, I shouldn't have said anything about anyone, but it's a big deal, so I'm going to tell a whole bunch of people just to just to vindicate yourself yeah. that you were righteous in in saying this. And she started telling people. I mean, she started calling me out. You, Jackie, you know the girl that owns Coventry Creations. You know her. And ironically, everyone she told was a friend of mine, and she didn't know it. Oh my God, that is so hilarious. Yeah, it will come back and bite you. Uh, and, and, and so yeah, I mean, all these folks. But I knew I should have known because whenever I was at the house and she was there cleaning, I always heard about different people. Now she didn't use names, but I should have known. And and some, if I knew the person, she would talk about them a little bit. And I would always talk her off the ledge, like, "Well, I think you have a mis- you're misinformed. I think you maybe need to take a different point of view." Um, and then and then I went. Of course, she talked about me. She talked about everybody. 
Yeah. What was I thinking? <laughs> I'm thinking we have to take a break. We do. Um, <laughs> All that gossip. All that gossip that was going on there. Um, uh, cruise on over to our sponsor at www.coventrycreations.com. We'll be back after the song break um, talking about Coventry Magic, Jackie's book. Don't touch that now. We'll be back in a flash. <laughs> Guest 
today. <laughs> She's the guest for the next hour, not the co-host. Um, Jackie Smith, um, you can reach her off the air at www.coventrycreations.com, which is also um, the sponsor of the show, so check that out. A little couple of um, uh, announcements here. This Sunday night, um, either Saturday or Sunday, Sunday night, I believe, Maybe Saturday. I'll have to check it out to be sure. Um, but Starcast is this show. Old Sal Condra will be on, and she'll be talking about um, how to use the prophets in spellcasting. Ooh. So I'm definitely um, going to check that out. And also, um, after our show, every Tuesday at 6 p.m., of course, is Lizzie and Hazel um, uh, on Almost Heaven. So make sure that you uh, tune into that as well for, you know, especially if you want to talk to the dead. They necromancers over there. <laughs> they talk to the dead, talking to angels. They're just the queen of necromancy. They are the nicest people in the world. I right? know. They, you know what? Talk about not gossip right there. They they don't have a gossipy bone in their body. I know. They, and even if some negative words or energy or, or thoughts or actions come up from somebody else, they're like, well, let's let's ask for a blessing for them. Yeah. <laughs> they're much more involved than me. <laughs> You set the bar so high, Lizzie and Hazel. <laughs> we can't reach it. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> so come to our show to trash talk and then go get spiritually cleansed over on uh, right. Almost Heaven. Oh, we don't trash talk. We just observe and share our observations. Yes, we do. Um, <laughs> um, Jackie, we're in part two of your book. The Whole New Ball of Wax. A whole new ball of wax, and we're actually going to be talking about practical candle applications um, in this particular uh, section of the book. Um, Now, there's very, very little um, tips from Aunt Jackie. I think that there's one in the whole section. But it's the one giant tip from Aunt Jackie. Yeah, the tip is the old er the oils, herbs, and glitter will make the candle smoke more. So use a light hand with the sparkly and crunchy stuff. But, I mean, the whole thing, um, well, no, there's a tip from Aunt Jackie on page 81. No matter how safe you think you're being, never leave a burning candle unattended. I have experienced magical candles doing some strange things, seven-day glass candles shattering, candle holders exploding, candles tipping over, even though they were secured while you're working your magic, work it where you can be part of it. Um. Okay, there was two tips for me and Jackie, but, you know, I was skipping that 60-second history. Um, <laughs> I was skipping yeah. that chapter. <laughs> and, and I have to say, you can also look at the parentheses as your tips for me and Jackie. Yeah, um, they're, definitely. <laughs> they're pretty damn funny. Um, Jackie, one of the things that uh, I want to discuss first is what do you think that the difference between traditional candle magic and today's candle magic is? Well, okay. Or modern candle magic. Traditional candle magic is pretty much setting lights. Um, And you would set lights and you would put your name papers on it or you would put your pet casts under it or you would, you know, um, Star Cassis has this great, she teaches about putting them on a cross, making your own crossroads on it. But even her stuff is a little more modern than some of the traditional, which was basically Uh about setting lights to... um, to in front of your um, divine helpers, whoever they are, in, on your altar, um, and and you would pretty much set the lights to them, put put all the intention and information in there. Now, Star 
um, beat some pants off in some of her uh, some of her spell magic, and I've learned so much from her. But then again, she says that she learns so much from me in the way I do things. Uh-huh. We just have two different styles. Um, but I think the modern the modern camel magic is when it becomes part of a bigger spell. When you can um, add other things to it, you know, like you say, I've got what is it, my moon in Libra. So if one candle's good, fourteen must be better. Yeah. So so that's kind of part of the modern camel magic is is using it in the middle of your other spells. But but you know, so like I said, traditional is pretty much just setting lights, um, and because that's pr- what you had, you had um, your functional utility candles and you had your seven day candles, which were also considered utility candles or church candles. Mm-hmm. So you have to go back to what was available. You had your um your eternal lights that you would go and set at the church. Um and then you'd have the utility candles that you would use at home. What happened a lot um back in the day is they would do lamp spells because everybody had oil lamps. Mm-hmm. They would fix the oil meaning they would put different things in the oil of that lamp spell and then keep lighting it. And when it was lit and they would never turn their lamps all the way off. You know, they would just have a little flame, so they can just turn it up. Yeah. Um, so they didn't have to to light it again. Although some some did, but the fixed lamps were never turned down all the way. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So pre candle magic was lamp magic. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. It is. It's really cool. The um, one of the things that I think that is the larger difference between traditional candle magic, which had to do, I think, a lot with um, intercession between the spirit and the human being um, in, in many ways. And basically, I think that modern candle magic is more, really more related to alchemy than it is um, uh religious candle lighting, um, because with modern candle magic, it is more working oneself on the inside, and as a result of working that on the inside or making that particular transformation, turning the um, the dense, um, trashy matter into gold. And, that, and now you're talking Coventry magic. Yeah. Um, because, because if you look at the candle magic spells um, out there prior to the Coventry candles coming out, and I'm just going to claim this. Prior to the Coventry candle, candles coming out on the market, all the candle magic was was um, about setting lights, putting a specific spell on it, and, and a lot of the spell work prior to Coventry magic that you would read about in books, it's not an inner process. It's not a transformational inner alchemical process. It was about trying to change your outside world to match whatever damage you had on your inside so you can still get what you want. Yeah, exactly. And and what I see, and that's why I think that what what it is that you do is more related to alchemy because of the fact that you're transmuting um, damaged matter and turning it into into gold, um, uh, where it does have the effect on the outside because of the interchange on the inside, which I think is um, significantly um, important. In fact, I look at you as more of an alchemist than I do a witch. Oh, interesting. And when I did the interview on, um, oh, I did an interview on Sunday on, what was the name of that show? Dead Zone or something. Um, 
have to look it up. The dead, it was some dead, something was rotten in there. such a great yeah, interview. Yeah, it was a great interview. I loved it. It was one of my faves, so I have to respect these guys. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull that up, get that information. But um, we did talk a lot about the alchemical process because I think that I look at um, candle magic as uh, an alchemical process. Mm-hmm. The reason why I look at it that way is that... Um, it is it's it's heaven meeting earth. You're watching the transformation happen as the candle burns down. So if you look at it that way. Well, you know, when 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 I went through this book, and of course this is the um, fourth time I've been reading this book. Um, uh, and I do sleep with it sometimes underneath my pillow, which I talked about last week. Um, but one of the things that I think that your particular brand of magic is more closely related to is I think that it's closer related to alchemy and it's close it's closer related to Jungian psychology than it necessarily is witchcraft. Although that it has components of witchcraft and theories of witchcraft, I think it is much more alchemical. So that's the alchemical process is combining that witchcraft, which is the um natural elemental world with the um with the union, the thought, the psychological world. By the way, the show that I was on mm-hmm. on Sunday, which I loved, the hosts were amazing. They have really fascinating stuff. It's called Dead Air Paranormal, and they're um, on a college radio station. But you can find them on um, the internet at www.wbgufm.com. Um, but it was so it's a great show. They don't have archives, but they're gonna they're sending me the archives so I can put it up on Keep It Magic. Nice, that's um, wonderful. But um, you're right, you're right, because cause that that's how I came to all this because these are all my points of study, and this is how it all kind of came together. Well, you know, one of the things I was discussing with a friend this weekend is that um, she was making a comment on my my synthesis of an astrology chart, which, um, you know, she was telling me that it was uh, in many ways infectious, the way that I do an astrology chart. When I sit down and I'm really analyzing that particular chart, you get the little seed in the back of your head, maybe I should study this. This is fascinating. Um, uh, But... uh, but basically, you know, what I told her now that I study is I don't so much study, um, you know, the latest astrology book that has come out, but I more go towards other traditions, and I'm more interested in taking um, huge arching psychological principles and modifying them down into an astrological form um, uh, in order to make it usable to the person now um, uh, than just theory. And I think that that is one of the things that you have done um, with Coventry, and, and that you've done with this book um, uh, in many ways has made it really um, applicable uh, to a lot of people. I have to go on to the next question. Jackie, what is um, elemental magic and how does this apply to candles? Well, candles are made up of all four elements, and this is why I think ma- candles are so magical, is because I can't think of another tool that's so accessible and so usable that's made up of all four elements, mm-hmm. naturally, instinctively. And so um, the elements live within us, earth, air, water, fire. I'm going with the standard traditional European looking at elements and that looking at the the um, the Asian versions of it, so there's no metal, all that other stuff. So it's just air, earth, water, fire. And we're all made up of these things. So as a candle is made up of these things too, we can get a little more sympathetic with it. Um, because you can put, you know, other elements of those things in there in the candle as well. But when we are out of balance elementally, 
um, we can we can look at our blocks on an elemental level too. So if you just can't manifest something, it continues to slip through your hands. You might need a little more earth so it can take root in your life. Or if you can't manage to muster some passion about it, you know you can use some fire to transform that. Um, you need a new idea. You just pull some more air energy in. Or if you need to love and nurture it along the way, do the long-haul sustaining of it, that's water. Or getting a little more emotionally in balance about it. And you see you just described all four astrological elements perfectly. Exactly. So um, so what, you know, like I tell a story all the time about how um, I had psychics telling me, oh, there's money all around you, there's money all around you, there's money all around you, there's all these money cards around you. Um, when they would read my cards, and I finally said, fine, but not if it's in my pocket. And I realized there was money all around me. I had a lot of wealthy people who were my customers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was money all around me. But none of it was in my pocket, so then I started doing earth magic to put it in my pockets for money to grow roots in my life. Yeah. Um, and then, but as a candle, um, you have the the wax, the wick, the herb, the candle holder. All of those things are representat- representations of the element of earth. And then water, you have the action of pouring um, the molten wax as the element of water. You have, um, as the candle burns, it liquefies to be consumed by the flame. So the element of water is required um, required to to actually do the transformation and that's that longevity that's that love the anointing of it um the oils the fragrances that you put in there are liquid um then they have the element of air which is the scent that's released the color um the um the the air that's needed for the candle to actually burn um and and then the cooling of the candle needs air to cool it and then, of course, you have fire. You would think that most people say, well, candles are just a fire elemental thing. I'm like, oh, no, yes, fire is required. Mm-hmm. because And fire is the will and the intent and the point of transformation. And and that's the point of, you know, the, the sacred fire that, um, you know, the, the symbol of the aura or the spirit is also fire. So that's that place of um, cleansing. So you're you're cleansing yourself from what is blocking you from achieving your goal and you're transforming into something that works for you. So it's a very symbolic in that whole thing. That's great stuff. Um uh great knowledge. One of the things that you have in uh this part two of Coventry mm-hmm. is that you really go through thoroughly um different types of uh of candle spells, uh vigil candle spells, uh figure spells, um right. all of this um uh, uh different ways of creating magic. And one uh, one of the things that you talk about is uh you know that you can go to um some of the discount stores basically and you know look around in emergency lighting uh, things and right. find things for spells. So here's my question. What are all the magical items that you can buy at the dollar store? <laughs> <laughs> I do a whole class on that, a dollar store magic class. That's what I should do when I go to um, when I go to Saugus, Massachusetts next time. We do a dollar store magic class. Um, so much. I mean, any of the herbs that are in there, any of the utility candles that are in there, um, yarn, um, wooden spoons. Dorothy and I did a dollar store magic class where we took wooden spoons and we um, tied them together and made them into poppets. Um, we made poppets out of the um, bandanas that you could buy there. 
um, beans. We got the I got some black eyed peas, and we showed we looked at how to do spells with that. And I did a spell with black eyed peas, dry black eyed peas. Huh? And, you, and you put oil in your jar, and then you put a lot of black eyed peas in there so they kind of float around. Mm-hmm. So what they are is it's a protection spell. So they're watching out for you. Nice. And then what I did is I put one of my protection candles on top of it to, you know, to seal that in there to, to um, anchor that. Um, and so I dripped. So I let I let the candle wax drip all over the jar. But then I cleaned the wax off of the main part of the jar so that the vision would not be uh, impaired. Yeah. And that's one of my protection spells. Oh, that that is that is amazing. The um. Uh, another thing that I think that you can get at that a lot of people don't realize is that they often say things like cinnamon and basil and um, different types of uh, of herbs are super mm-hmm. expensive, but you can get a lot of these um, at the dollar store um, for relatively low prices. Rosemary, um, uh, allspice. Uh, these are not going to be your her- first harvest organic herbs. They're going to be the stuff that gets crunched up, that's that's imperfect, that gets turned into a powder, and it may have been around for quite a while. Yeah. But it's still rosemary. It's still basil. It's still cinnamon. It's still its essential chemical makeup. And so you you wake that energy up. Yeah. Within it, you call it back in and wake it back up, and then it becomes magical for you all over again. Um, and in the next part of the book, there's there's a whole thing that I do, and we we'll probably save that for next week, which is the Fig Newton spell. Yeah. If you don't have Coventry Magic book, you got to go get it so you know what the Fig Newton spell is. Maybe we'll do a Fig Newton spell online. <laughs> I, I won't be able to do a Fig Newton spell because I love Fig Newtons, and I would end up eating them. Well, that's the point: is you eat them at the end. Oh. Okay. Mhm. Okay. Maybe we'll get little packs of Fig Newton spells and we'll just. Uh, we'll do that next week. Yeah, we'll just eat the whole show. It'll be amazing. So um, you have the, one of the fun things is you have um, tea lights at the dollar store. You have those utility candles at the dollar store, and you have like ugly, funky candles at the dollar store too that you can get. Um, and and you can turn you can create all of them. You can turn them all into magical candles. And it's also a great place to buy inexpensive candle holders. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I love using those. You can a lot of the dollar stores around here have the glass Pyrex bowls, like little about soup bowl size. Yeah. I love using those. You get them for a buck. Um, they clean up really well, and you can put them on top of something. You can put other things in them. You can, you know, that's my favorite candle holder or a coffee mug. Yeah. You know, and, and that's a question a lot of people ask me because we don't sell um, candle holders at Coventry. Um, and a lot of people ask me questions about what is the best type of um, uh, item to hold the candle in. And, um, and yes, I would I would love to be able to sell more candle holders on, on the Coventry site. Unfortunately, every time I start to get something in, um, you can probably get it cheaper at the dollar store. Yeah. Maybe that's what I'll start doing is I'll start buying them in bulk at the dollar store and putting them on the site. It, but it's so simple. As soon as somebody sees what the candle holder is, they're like, oh, well, i got a chipped bowl at home I can use. So, yeah. So 
So my, I have my photographer on tap, and we're going to start taking pictures of different things you can um, burn candles in. Yeah, oh, that that would be an exciting blog. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I think that people don't. I think that it's too many people are afraid of attempting to try to do magic right. Um, that they get very, very caught up in uh, in that stuff, and there is no right way to do this. Um, uh, do whatever is um, uh, comfortable for you. Um, I, I want to comment on that really quick. Sure. Um, a lot of us read spells from the Coventry labeling or in different books, or even I have some examples of spells in Coventry Magic book, and those are guidelines. Because you're a unique person with a unique set of circumstances, you need to tailor that spell for you. Even if you don't know how to tailor it for you, you will instinctively do some things differently. So if you get to the end of it and you go, oh, my God, I think I did it wrong, I forgot a step, it's okay. It's okay because you instinctively made some changes in there. So let it go and and see what happens and, um, and let things ride the way they're supposed to ride. Somebody had asked me last week that they couldn't find, uh, you know, the town that they're in is excessively green, and they couldn't find paper bags. <laughs> um, and I told her, I said, do you have a note card? Uh-huh. And she said, why? I said, it's going to do the same thing. I right. mean, you know, just write your petition down um, on the note card and then maybe burn the note card. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I know that uh, Starcastus is that she's the queen of burning. She burns everything. Right, right. Um, the, uh, uh, but it kind of segues right into my next question, which was, Jackie, do you find someone writing out their own petitions more effective than pre-written petitions? Absolutely, 100%. Amen. Um, I'm I'm a huge fan of that. I did not want to put blessings on the candles, and I really fought doing that initially. But what was laid out for me is that most people that are this and this was 20 years ago. They said this is so new, people won't know what to do with it. Yeah. So just give them all the instructions, and then if they already know what to do with it, they'll change it for their own. Yeah. Um. So I think that your petition, the one that you make specifically for you, is going to be way more powerful than anything I could write for you, because it's going to come from your heart. Yeah, exactly. And you know, one of the one of the things um, I was showing um, one of our friends uh, uh, last week, um, basically how like I work with a uh, a new tarot deck, and I told her, um, you know, I have a, a laser printer. Um, and I just, uh, you know, lay these these cards that I'm having difficulties out with, and then I print up the cards that way on a piece of paper, and then I can write all over the piece of paper. I do the same thing with candle magic. Um, I will often take a tarot card or a, even a three card spread, put it into the into the the photocopy a part of my um, uh, of my uh, my printer, run it off, Jackie, and that way I can write on that particular piece of paper, um, what it is that I want, the effect that I want, um, the particular blessing or the particular petition, um, and then fold that up, um, whether it's something that I want to come into me, I fold it up towards me. If I want it to go out, I fold it up, you know, where did the, I fold it away from me, um, uh, and then put it underneath the candle holder. Um, I'm not like Star Francis, I'm not going to burn, you know, these huge pieces of paper, because, you know, I'll set the house on fire. Um, I'm as clumsy as can be, so, uh, uh, so, uh, but basically, that is a great way also to work with uh, with petitions. Right. 
Right. It is It is a great way to do it, and I like how um, she also uses the ashes quite a bit when she does stuff. Yeah. Well, she was even telling me that she burns the um, the petition first and then puts the ashes into the candle, mm-hmm. the top of the candle, and then lights the candle. Well, she's She's got some great, unique ways of... Of doing stuff, I tend to write it right into the candle. Yeah. But, if you're, but she uses seven-day candles, where I'll use a, um, the Coventry candle. Yeah. So those are two different ways of of looking at it. Yeah, and then if you are using a seven-day candle and you want to inscribe and put petitions on it, there's this wonderful little thing that was invented about 60 years ago called the Sharpie Fine Point Permanent Marker. <laughs> right on the side of the glass jar, what it is that you want. Well, one of the things about scribing into a candle is um, a lot of times you can't tell what was written in the candle. Uh-huh. You, you you can't read it. And so it remains anonymous. Although, like, so doing a Sharpie on the side of a glass candle, you're going to actually be able to read it. And I think that's why Star burns the petition. Um, there is a school of thought that if somebody sees your what it is your wishes are, they can um, work against it, and then you just have a tougher climb uphill. Oh, um, I don't I don't have that problem because nobody comes to my house because I'm agoraphobic. But right. um, <laughs> you don't let anybody in. Uh, yeah, I don't let you know. Uh, people are too <laughs> for me. Um, uh, but also the other thing that you can do, I think, as a as a workaround with that, Jackie, is mm-hmm. that choose a particular part of the glass candle if you're using um, a, a, a candle with a glass, on, and just keep writing over and over the same words. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the other thing that um, I do is I will anoint my finger with oil, and I'll write it in oil. Oh, interesting. And then it's just on there. Interesting. Then it's just greasy at that point. Yeah, yeah, I don't like grease too much. You know, the, uh, I could, yeah. And uh, I have to say, I love I love our oils. Um, they're really powerful. They work really, really well. And, I, um, and Storm comes up with some great ways of using them. I'm going to say that, and then I'm going to give you a caveat. Um, if you don't have any oils, Olive oil is very high vibration. Yeah. Um, it's it's talked about in the Bible. It's been an anointing oil from all time. So it's a very sacred oil. Yeah. It, it, well, because olive uh, uh, represents purification. So mm-hmm. it's really great uh, uh, purification um, uh, candle. It's also great wisdom because it was sacred to the goddess Athena, the olive oil. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a great in regards to communication, expression, any type of an air spell, um, olive oil is great for. We have to take a break. Um, go to our sponsor at www.coventrycreations.com. We'll be back in a flash. Don't touch that tile.
Where in the yeah. world's most beautiful woman? Modern day Hugh Hef, uh, yes. Playboy to the death, uh, yes. Is she really worldwide, uh, yes. Mommy, let me open your treasure chest. Play dates, we play mates on the king of snatching queens. Checkmate, what you think? It's a rumor, I'm really out of this world. Moon, Luna, make women comfortable, call me Bloomer. Can't even show luck or just sue ya. But I tell them hallelujah, have a blessed day. So ahead of myself, every day is yesterday. Want the recipe, it's real simple. A little bit of only, it's your open sesame.
Did you like that one? Yeah. We'll have to come up with a spell. Um, so you just carve it in there. You can then take a Sharpie. Well, here's the thing. Sharpies are like this universal magical tool. Yeah. Sharpies will color in, like if you have a light color candle. They will, you can, if you have a light color candle, you can actually color in with a Sharpie a little bit. You can, um, so, or you can put a little um, uh, acrylic paint in there if you wanted to make it pop. Yeah. Or you can rub glitter in there, which is always so much fun. That's so girly. Go ahead. <laughs> so you just, it, it becomes part of your ritual that you would carve that symbol in. And however you would choose to do it, I mean, some runes you do, you have to do one line before the other um, in a certain way, and, and it makes it very ritual. Oh, that's that's amazing because you could also do it with the I Ching. It's um, uh, there's many different things that you could carve into it. You could carve in planets. Um, uh, um, uh, a lot of people ask um, me a lot, you know, what what the different planets are in regards to uh, uh, to working with it, and and like any type of uncrossing or dispelling or getting rid of um, drawing the glyph for Saturn. On um, uh, on a candle uh, is definitely positive, and it infuses that particular energy um, into uh, the candle work. And the other thing that I also do is I I often inscribe like Hebrew letters into it. Mm-hmm. Because they're very magical. Yeah. Um, and they they mean different energetic things. So, for a uh, Venus retrograde, you could take the Van Van candle and carve the Venus symbol in there. Yeah. Like two Venus symbols kind of connected to represent a relationship? Yeah. Um, I might, even if I was wanting to improve the relationship, I would intertwine those. Because Venus is uh, like a hand mirror. Um, uh, You could intertwine those two circles in together. Mm -hmm. And then, um, or I would do, if you wanted to make sure that you have clear communication between the two of you or make sure the communication is... um, not muddied up with this retrograde stuff. I would take the air inspiration candle, the spiritual cleansing candle, and then the heart candle to make sure you're clearly speaking what's in the heart and not, and your truth, not your drama. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd take those three together. Yeah, that's 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 definitely a great idea. I would actually draw the Venus on a piece of paper, mm-hmm. and then. Literally place that do the, maybe the spiritual cleansing on the the cross and then the other two on the circle. Oh, interesting. That's interesting. One of the things that you have in the book, which I thought was so cool, is that it, it it's like a poster board. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're and you have um, written basically almost like petition wise what it is that you want to occur on it. Yep. And then uh, so get creative with this. Use poster boards, um, whatever it is that you want to use in regards to making this your own. Yep, that moving candle spell is so much fun and it's so effective. What you do is, as your candle is lit, you just move it closer and closer um, to your goal or further away from what you want to remove it from. And it is literally a big piece of paper that um, I wrote down what I want to have happen. Yeah, it's a a great... uh, idea in regards to pest divorce. I think I'm going to have to go get about 500 of them. <laughs> well, I did a community spell with a bunch of gals here, and what we did is we actually used fabric, um, and uh, because that was what was available and it made sense in the moment. 
and we all wrote what we wanted to have happen. Uh-huh. Um, we were doing some healing stuff for the community, and um, first we took one, it was two long pieces of paper, so we took the one long piece of paper, excuse me, fabric, and we wrote on it um, what we wanted to have go away, and we literally drew a road. Uh-huh. And, and like the arrow saying, you know, this is leaving now. And then we crossed it with what we wanted to bring in. So as that leaves, this is coming in. Or this is coming in and pushing that out. So these things happen simultaneously. Yeah. Um, just like in that, in your in your um, Celtic cross tarot spread, that cross is like, here's, here's the two energies, you know. And then we put the candles right on the cloth. And, and I watched it. It only burnt while I was in my office. But I wanted all the wax to go into the cloth. Yeah. And then after we decided how many days it was going to burn, and anything that was left over, we took it all to a bonfire and we burnt it all. Oh, nice. To release it. Um, so with the energy built and built and built, and it went out into the universe, and then we did the final releasing, meaning that when when we burnt it, it was the, I'm now ready to give this to the divine, and I trust in them to do what needs to be done. Yeah. That, that, that's a, that, that leads into a, a, another question that I have. A lot of people want to know what to do with the candle after you're done with it. You know, the remaining wax. Um, uh, and for me, it, it, it's kind of personal depending upon what it is that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, uh, oftentimes, if it is a, um, like if I'm using a uh, aquarium color candle, which you can get at uh, candlewickshop.com. Um, if I'm using a querent collar, one of the things that I will do, Jackie, is I will take that remaining um, wax and I will take it and I will chop it up, mm-hmm. and you, you know to to where it's um, you know kind of pebbly looking, yep. and then I will put some steady work oil. Are you in using there. a slap chop to do that? I'm no. Just kidding, so keep going. No. Um, uh, <laughs> but I need a Ginsu knife, actually. Um, <laughs> you know, can't you see me with one of those onion choppers and putting the wax in it? <laughs> um, and then I put that into, like, a little a little bowl and put steady work oil in that and put it on my desk. Um, and it continues to generate that particular type of energy that I want. But you can – there's many things. Do you have other suggestions? Um, well, first of all, if you are doing a love spell, prosperity spell, whatever, whatever spell you're doing, the the energy has been spent. You have, I mean, this is my school of thought. Sometimes I like to do a little extra something, but the energy spent. It did its job. It's like the leftover pieces of dough when you're making your pie crust. Yeah. You're done. Throw it away. I'm so, I'm not... I'm very unattached to things. I'm not a yeah. pack rat. I don't like to. I'm not very sentimental when it comes to stuff. I'm sentimental when it comes to people. Yeah. So you're done. Get her done. Now, if you're doing a cleansing, and this is part of, if if the disposal of the wax becomes part of the spell, where you're doing a cleansing or you're doing a reversing or protection, you want to take that wax. Um, and then dump it somewhere in a garbage far away from your house, so it doesn't snow. Its energy is no longer in your in your area. Um, so that's that is one of the one of the ways to do that. I mean, you can also then incorporate it, or if part of your spell is um, um, what uh, adding it to, like you said, adding it to what you did, or adding it to a mojo bag or something like that. Uh huh. 
Yeah. That, that kind of thing that I have with the little bowl with the, the claret collar remains in it, it's kind of like an open um, uh, mojo bag. But for me, it has to do with the scent, and the scent reminds me um, over and over that uh, I'm going to have plenty of clients coming through the door. They're going to be wonderful clients that really want um, uh, uh, to be worked with. It's, 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 pretty, it's, it's pretty amazing, um, uh, that stuff. What is a sweet jar? A sweet jar is um, it. It's found uh, any this type of jar spell. There's similar jar spells that are found all over the world. Um, where I found it was on LuckyMojo.com, which there's a bunch of really great spells on there. She's got I think the most comprehensive or not maybe the most in-depth um, list of different things for hoodoo uh, in the world. But a sweet jar spell um, is where you're going to sweeten somebody to you. Mm-hmm. You're gonna put someone's name. Uh, the most, the simplest sweet jar spell you can do is go get a, a jar of honey. It doesn't have to be a big jar; it can be a small one. You open it up. Um, you write down a name paper or a petition where you want somebody to be sweet on you. It doesn't have to be romance. Mm-hmm. It could be your boss. Make your boss sweeter to you to get the raise. Um, a, one is um, a judge. If you're in, in a position of being judged, like a boss or or in court. Um, you want someone to to work for you in your direction, uh-huh. have good feelings towards you. So you would write their name on the petition and what you want to have happen. Um, you dip your finger in the jar of honey and taste the honey and just visualize that person being sweetened, like as if you're being sweetened, because now uh-huh. you're vibrating that sweet and you're holding that name paper in your hand. Um, a lot of times they say dedicate this to Oshun and she'll help you, who is... Um, she loves honey. She's the goddess of fresh water and love and relationships and, and womanly wiles and getting your way. Um, so And luck. So um, um, then you would put the name paper in the jar, um, seal it up, and you can burn a candle that, that would be appropriate to it if it's love uh-huh. or cooperation or justice or something like that, happy home. Um, you can do this to sweeten up your whole household if they're sour on each other. Just like you could take... Someone's name, cut a hole and cut a cut a thing in a lemon and push the paper in there, and you would sour them to their whole life. You could um, put a name of a couple and and push that into a lemon to sour them to each other. Uh, you know, the thing that just hit me in regards to my head, and it's uh, I need to write this down on my future blog uh, post. Is is what I was also thinking, Jackie, is that there's so many freaking baby foods. Mhm like plum and grape and apple and all of these other things that you could take you could get you a baby food jar and you could take like some of the the baby food out and put it you know to the side or eat it whatever mm-hmm. um and then um uh, you know like with with um with apples which would be great for love um uh, you could take it and write down on a little petition put that into the apple jar fill it up with honey and maybe little bits of broken candy to make it really sweet mhm and then um, put the lid back on it, put a candle holder on it, and then bur- or, or uh, a votive candle on it, and um, burn um, uh, baby food magic. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep. It, see how you can use anything? Yeah. Um, and also it's a, your perspective. I um, When we were having trouble internally with some of our processes and we got back ordered. Uh-huh. With our customers, and they were really upset with us. I did a sweet jar 
on on my customers. Mm-hmm. Keep them on our side. And then I burnt a love candle on top of it. Stay in love with Coventry. Be patient with us. Mm-hmm. And then we worked it out. And that is amazing. And I think that with baby food, especially if you're wanting to draw something in, mm-hmm. because baby food is about those newborn babies, mm-hmm. wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. all in perspective, baby. Yeah, it's it's, it's definitely. Uh, and so you can do, I mean, let's say you did the baby food jar and you did um, something like that and you could burn a bunch of pink candles, like little chime candles all around it to just yeah. be surrounded with love. Yeah. Let's say is. you have somebody, a friend who's hurting. Mm-hmm. And you do a sweet jar for them so they feel better. Mm-hmm. And then you so you can do love votives all around it to surround them with love. You could also take it with with, with baby food magic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now that we have claimed it and it will be trademarked by the end of the afternoon, by the way, so don't steal it. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't even go there. Um, uh, the uh, I think that that one of the things that you could also do to to remove like. Um, if somebody has an illness or something, mm-hmm. you could use baby food magic in regards to to uh, bringing them back to that healthy newborn particular state. There's just so much stuff now you can do with baby food magic. It's just crazy. It got you thinking, didn't it? Yeah, it's really got me thinking. I'm like, I, I'm going to have to uh, to my next little you know three in the morning trip to the store. I'm going to have to scan the baby food aisle, you know. Yeah, see what you can get. What, what's good for what? What's good? For yeah. What? <laughs> mm-hmm. and, then, and then I'll vlog about it. You know, <laughs> here's my baby food spell. <laughs> um, uh, Jackie, what is candle magic divination? Candle magic divination is using the way the the candle burns, the way it drips, um, to tell you what's going on. Mm-hmm. And if you're really confused, you can actually take your candle as it's got its molten wax in it, tip it into a bowl of water, and read the symbols as if you were reading, say, like tea leaves. So you can take it to the, that next level. Um, and, and like I'll watch a candle like burn down one side. That means this situation may be lopsided, or if it's like a protection candle. Um, now I see where that where the the energy is coming from. So it's coming like from the east, or it's coming from you know whatever, um, it, depending on how I read it. Or maybe the candle hollows out. Um, mm-hmm. I have I have had candles from the same batch, same wick, same everything made at the exact same time, and and I've set them up with different intents. And watch them all div- burn differently mm-hmm. in a draft-free room, and they all burnt differently based on intent. It was amazing, and I wish I had recorded it. Um, this was a long time ago because I just wanted to see if I was crazy or not. Yeah, well, you are, but there's a whole different other point. <laughs> am I? Am I just saying, oh, well, that was a bad candle, and it burnt on the side. What? That's what's going on. But it it really is is fascinating how they will all burn differently based on what's going on and and it and that um, not just covered candles but any candle you use. Yeah. So it maybe the 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 flame flickers a lot and first check your draft. But if it's flickering a lot, it's talking to you. There's um it, it um there's something that's going on. Um, there's something it's ca- trying to catch your attention. It's it's has um uh, and it might seem different to each each situation uh-huh. 
um, or if it smokes a lot and it doesn't it doesn't um, doesn't make sense. So sometimes the flickering flame is people are sending bad energy um, your way, um, or it means anger. Yeah. Um, and then smoke going in different directions, or it's smoking too much. That means that there's some negative interference. Sometimes I see a candle burning down really fast as, oh, you needed that energy. Or sometimes um, I see a candle burning down really fast and it feels empty, like you didn't need that energy, so it's just, uh-huh. just bleh. And also I think it depends upon um, uh, the spell. If you're doing something that may have uh, uh, other people implications on it, one of the things about burning, like um, uh, one that I can think of is out of my way from Dorothy's line. If it, it, if it burns really fast, I think that that can reflect that there's not much resistance. To uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to the magic that's being done, right. um, uh, you know, because it, it, especially you know, I've had an out of my way candle that's burned in one day, and that's um, ju- you know, usually even if you keep keep it lit twenty four hours a day, it's going to burn for about two and a half days usually. Um, uh, so I found that pretty uh, pretty interesting. Um, uh, but yeah, be one of the factors I think in regards to interpreting that, um, just like interpreting um, you know anything else, an astrological aspect or tarot, um, you have to keep it in the context of what you were doing. Absolutely, absolutely. And then um, when you read the candle wax, um, I don't do this as much, but I have done it, and it's been very potent. Um, even when I was just doing this for the book, mm-hmm. and I had some um, the first couple pictures I took, I I said, well, what do I need to learn from this? What do I need to show people? What because the pictures didn't turn out, and and it's funny. You think it would normally turn out like a snake because you have this wax dribbling in water and immediately seizes up, mm-hmm. but it was a cobra. It was like this whole protection snake thing, and it was like wow, it was really cool. And at the time, it made it made um, it made complete sense. One of the things I think that people could get if they want to really do candle wax divination from that perspective is I would get a tea, read, tea leaf reading book mm-hmm. um, and really go with a lot of the symbolisms in regards. To, I have a tea leaf reading card deck. Um, um, and uh, uh, it, it, it's pretty interesting the language of uh, you know the similarities right. there. I have a quick small chart of some basics of tea leaf reading um, uh, symbols and stuff that I learned from Heatherly Navarre, who owns Boston Tierman. She's also a tea leaf reader. She's third generation, so um, so she gave me a nice quick um, thing in there. Um, but again, if you see, you know, a suitcase in your in your wax. Yeah. And it means somebody's coming to visit, or it could mean you're leaving. I mean, what does it mean to you? Um, it, it could mean something crazy like you're graduating, you know, you're moving on, rather than you're moving. So think about what it means to you versus just what the strict uh, meaning in the book is. And and have fun with it. I did a whole um, uh, Motor City Folk Magic meetup just on doing this wax divination, and I made little charts. I made a, made a yes/no chart that I put under clear glass bowls. Yeah. Um, I did a line in the um, bowl. I made um, astral, you know, the the twelve houses in a bowl. Uh huh. And I saw where that where it landed, and I said, "Oh, this is the issue. This is the house that the issue is in." 
So you can go. I went crazy with it. Yeah, that's that's definitely um, uh, sounds very fun. So you can really have a lot of fun with these candles. We're done. I know we are. We're done. Next week we will be doing part three of Jackie's uh, book, Coventry Magic. So make sure um, that you tune into the show. Like I said, tune into Starcastus this weekend at Old Star Conjure on BTR and also. Following us in a half hour will be Lizzie and Hazel with um, Almost uh, Heaven. Um, cruise on over to our sponsor at www.coventrycreations.com, which is also where you can reach Jackie off the air. To reach me off of the air, go to psychicfriendsnow.com. Fan us up on Facebook by going to keepingitmagic.com and follow us on Twitter at keepitmagic. Um, Jackie, it was a great show. Um, I think that it was very insightful. I loved uh, doing it with you uh, <laughs> the show yes yeah. it was an amazing show um, I, I love it because I, I talk about things differently every time we do something like this and so I got to peek in some different areas so that's fun yeah definitely and what do they need to do Jackie they need to keep it magic Yes, sir. Why? Girl, look at that body. Girl, 